to another episode of Bridging the Gap with Jeff Kerchick and James Purvis. Uh, today we have a, a special guest with uh, Mike Bauman. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited about CDW, as all of you know. Um, we will be in full attendance there. Uh, got a couple of cool events, but uh, Mike's been very much a part of CCW uh, over the last couple of years. And um, yeah, maybe Mike, if uh, you could introduce yourself, that would be a good place to start. Absolutely, thanks. Uh, again, my name is Mike Bowman, Director of Servicing Operations at ECSI in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, ECSI stands for Educational Computer Systems Incorporated, founded in 1972. And uh, our business services, the higher education industry. So we have university and college clients. Uh, at our business, we have two contact centers. So we are dealing with our students throughout the day as well as our university clients. That's awesome, Mike. Uh, I've, I personally have been going to CCW Vegas for almost the last decade. And uh, it sounds like you're a veteran of the event as well and uh, the good folks over there. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with, uh, with, with, with CCW. Yeah, actually, I was fortunate enough to discover CCW just a couple of years ago. And I've been hooked ever since. Uh, first started as just a participant in going to the breakout sessions and the presentations. Honestly, I found it's just an excellent way to stay connected to emerging trends uh, and emerging technology, just to kind of stay on the cutting edge of what's going on in the industry and taking those best practices and bringing them back to our own company. I also found it's just a great way to connect with uh, industry leaders. Um, I love the format because it's almost like a two-way street, right? It's very interactive. People get to communicate about their problems and kind of brainstorm together and just share best practices. So it's just been really great. It was actually just part of a presentation last August during the um, pandemic. And we were talking about the increase in traffic we're seeing through digital channels. And I got to tell you, I took a lot away from that, even though I was just kind of a co-presenter, but just having people share what's going on in their own businesses is very helpful and uh, taking those back to your own company. Hey, Mike, that's a, yeah, that's very interesting. And so it's a good segue into this is, you know, you, you've learned a lot from CCW over the years. It's connected you with a lot of leaders, um, seeing some of the trends out there. Specifically on those trends, like in the next 12 months, from your perspective, what are some of the major challenges that you're seeing in the contact center space? I think there's there's several, actually. I mean, we've come a long way as far as um, working with technology and bringing automation into the contact center, but we have a long way to go. Um, you know, as people are getting back into work, that's especially true here at ECSI, we're moving people back into the office. It's reconnecting with people. You know, we have a lot going on with technology, but it's really about reconnecting our people with each other. Um, I think the last year was very challenging from an employee perspective because we just weren't in the office. And if you're familiar with a, a contact center, think about all the things that happen in the contact center every day that helps bring people together. And I'm not talking about just the work. I mean, the parties, the celebrations, um, the group trainings, uh, you know, just going to lunch together, or taking a walk together during your break, all those things went away and it just kind of erodes that engagement. And we really want to focus on rebuilding employee engagement and providing opportunities to do that. Uh, but, you know, back to the automation part, one thing we learned dramatically through the pandemic was that there is a great need to further automation projects and we're going to go all in 
when it comes to automation. Uh, that means phone bots, chat bots, virtual assistants, all of that. And we're gonna be focusing heavily on making work easier for our people and for our clients through automation and with bots. Yeah, and, um, and Mike, you, you actually uh, put out a post recently mm. uh, just specifically on chatbots uh, as a great article. Maybe you could give a quick recap to the audience around your view around chatbots. Yeah, so in that article, you know, I focused specifically on chatbots, even though we have a lot more going on. But I would tell you, it was a great place to start. Um, a year ago, when we were using all people on our live chat platform, we were making a lot of headway with customer service just because of the tools that we kept adding to the platform. But we've certainly taken it to another level. And I, I talk about that in that article. But, you know, it's been a, a journey and we're certainly just getting started. There's a lot way a lot more to accomplish, uh, but we've seen some success so far. Um, I would tell you, you know, four things in particular that stood out, you know, just as lessons learned as we went through this process was, you know, to make sure you take time to truly understand the customers of your business. Um, chatbots is not for everybody and it depends on what the business is. You know, in our particular industry, I'm gonna say probably 75% of the work we do is the same thing every day. It's the same questions, it's the same routines, it's the same rules. It's very ripe for automation, right? So that made it easy for us. And our demographic is typically millennials. They have expressed literally verbally on the phone when they have to call us. They don't wanna to have to talk to somebody. They want to be able to automate that process. And so it's been a really good uh, experience for them, but that's not true for everybody. So you just need to understand your business. Is this a good fit for you? Um, Chatbots don't come out of the box ready to go, right? It's just like a brand new person. They have the wiring to learn a lot, but somebody has to teach them how to do the job. And the same is true with your chatbot. Uh, we certainly learned that along the way. So we dispelled this myth of, hey, we're gonna open up a box, now comes this great, this great robot that takes over everything, it doesn't work that way. Um, we invested heavily in people uh, who were seasoned and very good at their jobs to learn more about automation and take on that challenge of training the bots and increasing their uh, success. So, you know, you have to be able to invest in people, train them how to use the automation and to make it better for you. Uh, and that went to my third point was don't forget about people. So one of the pluses we've gotten out of automation is that we dispelled this myth of robots are going to get rid of people. It's been actually not true at all for us. It's led to us providing new skill sets and new job opportunities for people who had that um, bandwidth to take on more. And so I'll give you an example. Um, when we first went down this path of automation with our chat bots, we took people from the live chat team who just were excellent at their job and showed the ability to take on more. And we gave them additional training on artificial intelligence and automation and put them in charge of building the chatbots. In essence, we created new technology jobs, right? Instead of eliminating jobs, we created new technology jobs uh, in building this automation and managing the automation uh, as we move forward. So we're really excited about that. But the point was to invest in a higher skill set for you know, people as you go. And then the, you know, the final point I made, James, was um, use the bot to measure success and opportunities. And so any bot product that you use should come with some kind of uh, reporting, 
uh, insights, dashboards, whatever, that shows you what's going on behind the scenes. And for that, that was invaluable because the bot is ruthlessly aggressive and efficient at finding what's working and what's not working. And if you can harness that through the reports and see, hey, you know, our borrowers are getting stuck or our customers are asking more questions about X or about Y. Uh, and then sharing that with your development team, your application team, your uh, engineering team, you can build a better web experience. You can build a better customer service experience that you didn't have before. And so that's certainly been true with us. It helped us quickly identify some real low hanging fruit that we could uh, quickly fix on our website that made the experience better for uh, borrowers. And my only point would be to just use that technology, not just to answer questions, but to build a better experience. So um, really, we, we've got some really good lessons out of our journey so far. Mike, thank you very much. Those are some great, some great tips. With all the all the talk about chatbots I've heard over the last five years at CCW, I'm I'm surprised I haven't met one at the event yet, but uh, <laughs> maybe someday. Mike, it was great having you. Uh, this was another episode of Bridging the Gap. We hope to see you all in Vegas in a couple of weeks. Thanks so much, Mike.